VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Thank you for joining us for News Roundup Friday here on Crosstalk Today, coming your way from the VCY American Network. And uh, friends, we are in some pretty troublesome times, issues that are going on in this world. We think back earlier this week, uh, playing the clip from Klaus Schwab as it relates to calling for a reorganization of the world. Do you remember him saying that? Uh, We played that clip the other day on the, the program Alex Duman was with us. But uh, as we begin our news roundup today, uh, friends, these things are not said to frighten us. They are there to, I, I, I trust they're there to have us look heavenward. We need to be understanding of the times in which we live. And even as we talked just the other day, uh, yesterday here with uh, Jeff Kinley, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, how we need to be agents of light, agents of salt. Uh, you know, we need to have an effective uh, impact upon this world around us. And if ever there is a time to proclaim the good news of the gospel, it is now. I mean, time is short. Uh, things are really coming to a head very quickly around the world, and stories we share today, no doubt, will bear that out. Well, as we mentioned, uh, 20 countries uh, around the world did gather at the G20 summit But did you know that they signed a declaration that states that they agreed to adopt vaccine passports to facilitate all international travel? Matt Staver from Liberty Council put this out yesterday afternoon. The current membership of the G20 accounts for more than 66% of the world's population. The two-day summit concluded Wednesday in Indonesia consisted of talks between the G20 member countries. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum chair, also attended. The G20 leaders' declaration signed by leaders from all the countries included a section on facilitating seamless international travel. It acknowledged the importance of shared uh, technical standards and verification methods that would include vaccine passports. It also includes the leaders' support, continued international dialogue, and collaboration on the establishment of trusted global digital health networks that should capitalize and build on the success of the existing standard and digital COVID-19 certificates. Quoting further from the declaration, We recognize the need for strengthening local and regional health product manufacturing capacities and cooperation as well as sustainable global and regional research and development networks to facilitate better access to VTDs globally, especially in developing countries, and underscore the importance of public-private partnership and technology transfer and knowledge sharing on voluntary and mutually agreed terms. We support the WHO mRNA vaccine technology transfer hub, as well as all uh, the spokes in all regions of the world with the objective of sharing technology and technical know-how on voluntary and mutually agreed terms. We welcome joint research and joint production of vaccines, including enhanced cooperation among developing countries. We acknowledge the importance of shared technical standards and verification methods under the framework of the IHR to facilitate streamless international travel, interoperability, and recognizing digital solutions and non-digital solutions, including proof of vaccination. We support continued international dialogue and collaboration on the establishment of trusted global digital health networks as part of the effort to strengthen prevention and response to future pandemics that should capitalize and build on the success of the existing standards and digital COVID-19 certificates. Well, friends, it goes on there from there, but uh, there was also a separate document that uh, gave an update, including endeavor to move toward interoperability of systems, including mechanisms mechanisms that validate proof of vaccination whilst respecting the sovereignty of national health policies and relevant national regulations such as personal data protection and data sharing. Let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around, said Indonesia's Ministry of Health Director. Well, friends, much of that uh, taking place, um, and he's got an extensive news release on that that you'll find at lc.org. But as uh, pointed out here, um, 
that it was a daily caller that President Joe Biden agreed to build on the success of global vaccine passports in a joint communique signed by this group of 20 leaders in Indonesia Wednesday. The Biden administration shot down rumors that the White House would order vaccine passports, though, in May of 2021. You remember that? He said this, the government is not now, nor will we be supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. That was a statement from former Press Secretary Jen Psaki. There will be no federal vaccination database, no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. And yet we have the world leaders with USA participating agreeing to implement vaccine passports. Well, surrounded by American flags and flanked by giant signs, townhall.com tells us that, uh, and with that slogan from 2016, Make America Great Again, uh, we find that uh, former President Donald Trump declared his candidacy. And uh, here's just a brief clip from that. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Well, former Trump, uh, President Trump uh, received mixed reactions from the political right to his announcement Tuesday night uh, launching the campaign. He made the announcement at Mar Largo Estate and uh, filed the federal paperwork. Reactions from Democrats, left-wing activists, and the mainstream media were predictable. Pandemonium, outrage, and pan- panic, uh, reports uh, Daily Wire. However, the, re- the report focuses solely on the reaction from conservatives, which was fairly split between two main camps, diehard Trump supporters who are ready for more and a growing number of people who are ready for change. By the way, just announced today, foxnews.com has a story about uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland now has named a special counsel, a special counsel to investigate former President Trump on Mar-a-Lago documents as well as the events of January 6th. We understand uh, the one appointed to, to this is a former Justice Department official, Jack Smith, He is a former assistant U.S. attorney and chief to the DOJ's public integrity section. Since 2018, he's been a prosecutor with the International Criminal Court, tasked with investigating and adjudicating war crimes in Kosovo. The, isn't it amazing? From working, uh, you know, for the International Criminal Court, a former, uh, a, a prosecutor with this court, now seeking to be the special, well, now is the special counsel going into, uh, 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 former President Trump's dealings uh, with the uh, uh, the boxes at his estate, as well as January 6th. Daily Wire reporting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Sunday that President Joe Biden should run for re-election in 2024. Uh, she was on the ABC's uh, program with Joseph Stephanopoulos and uh, saying President Biden has been a great president for our country, she said. Over 10 million jobs under his leadership. Working with the private sector, of course, he has done so many things that are just so great. He puts money in people's pockets, vaccines in their arms, children back to school, people back to work. For starters, creating 10 million jobs, she continued. He's made America independent by passing the CHIPS bill that says we're no longer reliant on those who would withhold products that enable us to manufacture in our country. The Inflation Reduction Act, $368 billion in good-paying green jobs, clean air, clean water for our children, national security issues to stop migrations. <laughs> wow, quite a statement. American Military News reports to Republican lawmakers in the House announced uh, yesterday that they are beginning an investigation of President Joe Biden and what knowledge or involvement he has had in his family's foreign business dealings over the years. The investigations will follow the claims that Biden lied about his knowledge of the family business dealings and whether he's compromised by foreign actors, including China. Fox News also reporting the White House accused congressional Republicans of promoting long-debunked conspiracy theories. Instead of working with President Biden to address issues important to the American people like lower costs, congressional Republicans' top priority is to go after President Biden with politically motivated attacks chock full of long debunked conspiracy theories. Ian Sams, a spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office, said Thursday, President Biden is not going to let these political attacks distract him from focusing on Americans' priorities. And we hope that congressional Republicans will join us in tackling them instead of wasting time and resources on political revenge, he said. 
Well, the Daily Signal reporting Mitch McConnell will retain the GOP Senate leadership, defeating Republican Senator Rick Scott in a Wednesday afternoon vote. The Kentucky Republican defeated Scott 37 to 10 with one person voting present. Um, Let's uh, also see Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, announced uh, to her colleagues she will no longer seek uh, re-election to the leadership position. Uh, Here's what she had to say. Now we must move boldly into the future, grounded by the principles that have propelled us this far and open to fresh possibilities for the future. Scripture teaches us that for everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues, have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. You know, I find it very interesting, as she began her statement uh, before announcing she's not running for this, she said the words, Scripture teaches us, and then quoted, you know, some verses about a time uh, and for this and for that. Um, a very important piece and a great application to us, but for some reason, she didn't uh, point out Scripture teaches us that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. She didn't point out that Scripture teaches us that God made man and woman in the image of God and that they too shall be one flesh. Uh, she will ignore those issues, but uh, nonetheless made the announcement yesterday. And I uh, hear from LifeNews.com, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, a top contender to replace the outgoing leader, Nancy Pelosi, has smeared pro-life Americans repeatedly in recent years, describing half the country as a threat, and yahoos for believing babies in the womb deserve to be protected from violence. Okay, a very interesting story on WND.com. Under the Biden economy, Americans are being slammed with the highest inflation in decades, costing them thousands of dollars more this year to pay the same bills as it did last year. Gasoline prices have exploded as of diesel prices, which hit the cost of every consumer item delivered to retail store uh, stores across the nation. And Biden recently proposed a requirement that diesel suppliers maintain an inventory, and that's going to drive prices up even higher. So what else could happen? Well, now we know the Federal Reserve is warning employers against giving workers raises. Isn't that interesting? Here they've been the, the big push to push up the wages and we need to have a you know an honest you know living wage and now the Federal Reserve is warning employers against giving workers raises according to a new report in the Daily Mail Christopher Waller one of the six members of the board told the annual economic forecast luncheon to quit giving workers raises saying that it was pun- pushing up inflation Wage growth has been a contributing factor to inflation, especially in the service sector, so it's important to get the labor market into better balance to bring future wage growth down to a more sustainable level that will assist in moving overall inflation lower, he claimed. By the way, his uh, position on the board, they report, pays him $183,000, according to the Federal Reserve itself. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, why do scientific dating methods seem to indicate that the world has a vast age? Chris, in most dating efforts, you must observe a present-day process and the state of that system affected by that process. Then you conclude how long it would take for that process to produce the present state. The main assumption is that the rate of that process has never been much different than it is now. For instance, we might date the Mississippi Delta by estimating how long it would take for the Mississippi River to bring enough silt down to build up that huge delta. But if a great flood had occurred in the past, the rate of delta buildup might have been much different than today. 
If we include Noah's flood in our thinking, then most dating techniques actually give a date far too young to have allowed for evolution to occur. They're consistent with the biblical doctrine of the young earth, the one we read about back in Genesis. For more information, visit our website at icr.org. It's the News Roundup Day here on Crosstalk. Thanks for tuning in to the VCY American Network and to Crosstalk each and every day. have some great programs lined up even for the coming week that we hope you'll stay tuned. Um, having this News Roundup Day today, and just earlier I talked about the uh, special counsel that was just appointed today by Merrick Garland to investigate former President Trump. Well, very interesting testimony came forth this week, Tuesday, um, with FBI Director Christopher Wray. And he actually refused to answer a number of questions that were coming his way uh, pertaining to the FBI embedded among January 6th protesters. And uh, he was being questioned by Louisiana Representative Clay Higgins, was questioning Ray. And I'd like to just play an excerpt from this questioning process. Does Does the FBI have confidential human sources uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even are, now, because that's what you I, told us two years finish? ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be I- a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision Uh, not to share information. Gentlemen's time has expired. Yeah, it's just not convenient. We don't want to answer that question. Your time has expired. Um, Didn't want to answer that question about whether or not they had FBI human resources in the Capitol dressed in Trump supporting gear. Did that happen? He would not answer the question. Now, I just wonder if the special prosecutor is going to be grilling Christopher Ray on those issues or not. Let's get to another issue here today. Uh, this uh, coming from the Daily Signal, U.S. Senate, as uh, we reported earlier on a previous program, voted Wednesday to advance the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, H.R. 8404, that repeals provisions that define marriage as between a man and a woman. Uh, the Department of Justice uh, will be allowed to bring a civil action and establish a private right of action for violations. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom President Kristen Wegener warned, make no mistake, this bill will be used by officials and activists to punish and ruin those who do not share the government's view on marriage. Twelve Republican senators, twelve Republican senators violated their, their party platform, violated their party principles to join with the Democrats to move forward on the bill, including Senators Susan Collins of Maine, Rob Portman of Ohio, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, and um, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming, Dan Sullivan of Alaska, and Todd Young of Indiana. Senator Sass of Nebraska did not vote. The legislation now on a glide path to final passage, which now only requires 51 votes, likely to happen after the Senate's Thanksgiving recess, and saying, oh, we need to, you know, continue to gear up for this vote and still can stop it. Well, folks, they've already lost the battle. As it relates to, they, they went, gave them the 60-vote threshold. Now it's only 51 votes that are necessary. And so some of these individuals who will now vote against it, who voted for it, and say, oh, I was against it, 
friends, you better look at the record as to what they did. Coming from JustTheNews.com, San Francisco has launched a guaranteed income program for the transgender community. It's dubbed the Guaranteed Income for Trans People, or the GIFT program. Uh, will provide 55 low-income transgender city residents with $1,200 each month for up to 18 months. The pilot program is the first of its kind for trans individuals in the city, though San Francisco has launched several other programs in recent years. You have the GIFT program, uh, Guaranteed Income for the Transgender Community. Uh, let's uh, take a look here at um, LifeSiteNews.com. A teenage girl suing the doctors and in- institutions responsible for prescribing her puberty blockers and testosterone at only 13 years of age and also removing certain body parts as well, just 15 at that time of the surgery. Now 18 years old, a detransitioner, Chloe Cole, underwent procedures to appear male and now advocates against such treatments for children, announced in an intent-to-sue notice on Tuesday that she's launching a lawsuit against the various medical practitioners and health institutions involved in her care, saying, You performed, supervised, and or advised transgender hormone therapy and surgical intervention for Chloe when she was between 13 and 17 years old, which constitutes breach of the standard of care, the notice reads. The notice says that the medical professionals responsible for Cole's transition coerced Chloe and her parents to undergo what amounted to a medical experiment by propagating two lies. The first, telling them that her gender dysphoria would not dissipate by itself. And the second was that Cole was at risk of suicide if she did not socially and medically transition. Both of these statements were false, it states. She tweeted out, I mean, what happened to me is horrible, but it didn't only happen to me. That's the worst part. It's happening to children all over the U.S., all over the West, and it's spreading all over the world. I want to create a precedent for other people who've been in my situation to find justice themselves, she said. Troubling news from the dissenter, Harper Collins, the publisher of many of your children's favorite books, from fiction to core curriculum, published many children's favorites like Pete the Cat and Goodnight Moon and even the decades-old Charlotte's Web. As with all corporate conglomerates, HarperCollins, too, is caving to the queer mafia, they write. HarperCollins now plans to publish a children's book depicting a gay black Santa for your Christmas time enjoyment. The book, called Santa's Husband, written by Daniel Kibblesmith, Uh, The description on it says everybody knows that Santa Claus is jolly, but in Santa's husband, the cherished symbol of the holiday season is also black and gay and married to an equally cheery man. Daily Signal reporting a mother who recently was arrested in New York for allowing her 10-year-old son to get a tattoo. Had the boy instead decided to take puberty blockers because he thought he was a girl, the mother would likely have been praised for supporting her child's wishes. On Sunday, the New York Times published a piece about Mother Crystal Thomas and the world of trouble that she found herself in when her son asked the school nurse for Vaseline to rub out his new tattoo. Well, the nurse called the police because the New York state law prohibits anyone under 18 from getting a tattoo regardless of parental consent. The Times quotes Dr. Cora Bruner, a pediatrician and professor at University of Washington Medical Center Seattle Children's Hospital, on her views about minors receiving tattoos. Listen to this. Tattoos are a permanent mark or a symbol you are putting on your body, and I don't think kids under 18 have that kind of agency to make a decision. Well, while this doctor advocates for children to reach adulthood before they choose whether to alter their body with a permanent mark, her employer appears to feel differently. Seattle Children's Hospital has a gender clinic that offers puberty blockers and gender-affirming hormones to youth, also provides mental health support and accepts new patients ages 9 to 16. The Children's Hospital also provides surgeries, writing on its website that Seattle's children's plastic surgeons perform gender-affirming surgery through our surgical gender affirmation program. We work closely with patients and families to make decisions about surgery, age, and timing. Isn't that remarkable, folks? You know, you can't have this permanent mark placed on your body. You're not mature enough to make such a decision. You don't have the faculties to make such a a decision. But to permanently alter your body for, for whatever gender you perceive yourself to be, that's okay? What a mixed-up world in which we live. 
What a depraved world in which we live. Coming to us from the Washington stand, one of the most legendary soccer players of his time received a jail sentence and a fine for posting what's called a transphobic social media messages citing the Bible's creation account. This is a retired Greek football legend, or soccer as we would know it, uh, I believe. Uh, Vasilius Sardis uh, wrote this, God created Adam and Eve. Um, and he uh, said in the second of two Facebook posts opposing a 2017 law that would have lowered the age to legally change one's gender to 15. He was writing against that, but while citing the book of Genesis, the 18-year-old soccer standout explained his faith-based objection to extreme gender ideology and the redefinition of marriage. Writing, anyone can have his preference, whether he is a man or a woman, I completely respect that. For me, however, a couple is only a man and a woman. The rest are just together. I'm not going to accept all the weddings, all the parades, and anything else that they do as normal. He said he had no time for anyone who claims those who don't agree are racist. Well, he received a 10-month suspended prison sentence and a suspended fine of 5,000 euros from the single-member misdemeanor court of Athens. The Transgender Support Association that brought the lawsuit called Punishing His Biblical Views Particularly Important to the Transgender Community. He plans to appeal the decision. Wow. So what is our soccer team doing? Well, from LifeSiteNews.com, the U.S. men's soccer team made a pro-LGBT political statement ahead of its upcoming appearance at the World Cup in Qatar, where homosexual marriage is outlaw and sodomy punishable by jail. Instead of relying on the traditional red, white, and blue soccer scheme for its crest, the team unveiled a rainbow-themed logo. The U.S. team that faces Wales on Monday, November 21st, will not wear the LGBT patch on its uniforms while competing, however. The coach, uh, this is Greg Burhalter, told reporters that this week it's important to bring awareness to these issues. According to the U.K.-based Daily Mail, England's soccer team is also upset about Qatar's uh, uh, staunch support for traditional marriage. The outlet is reporting that the, time, the team will fly to the World Cup aboard a rainbow gay pride jet built by Virgin Atlantic, which was founded by liberal billionaire Richard Branson. Germany's team, meanwhile, is flying uh, to the country on a diversity wins aircraft. Do you remember our interview yesterday as it was in the days of Noah? CBN News is reporting the United Methodist Church accelerating its moves to become more accepting of LGBTQ people, leading more divisions within the denomination and more departures from the group. Each of the church's five U.S. jurisdictions met separately this month to approve measures where LGBTQIA plus people will be protected, affirmed, and empowered. Also, the church's second openly gay bishop was elected. Conservatives say the, develop, the developments will only accelerate their exit from one of the nation's largest Protestant denominations. At least 300 U.S. congregations have already left the UMC this year, according to United Methodist News Service. Hundreds more are in the process of leaving, and that number could reach the low thousands by the end of the year. Overseas congregations in Bulgaria and Slovakia have ended their affiliation with the denomination, and churches in Africa, they are considering it. Many are heading for the newly formed Global Methodist Church. The new denomination was established by former conservative leaders from the UMC that does not recognize so-called same-sex marriage. Friends, I've got some more stories. Yeah, I've got enough. We'll be filling up the next segment here as well, so stay with us. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Do you take time daily to study the Word of God? Do you go through the Bible systematically and read with comprehension? Do you desire to learn more than what you have in the past? VCY America is offering a package set of four books by Ron Rhodes from Reasoning from the Scriptures Ministries. These Bible study books provide a systematic approach to help you gain better understanding of the Bible. Included in this set is 90 Days Through the New Testament in Chronological Order, providing overviews, powerful insights, and personal application. 40 Days Through Genesis, Discover the Story That Started It All. 40 Days Through Daniel, Revealing God's Plan for the Future. 
and 40 Days Through Revelation, Uncovering the Mystery of the End Times. These four books are available as our way of saying thank you for your donation of $49 or more by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. Don't let the lack of a Bible study plan keep you from daily devotions. Call 1-800-729-9829. Yeah, the days of Noah where man's heart was only doing that which was evil continuously. Oh, we talked about that yesterday here on the program. And by the way, if you tried reaching out to the bookstore as they're offering it half off right now, uh, you can do so if you uh, got a busy yesterday. Uh, you can reach out to them today, one 4829 or vcy.com. Going to CBN News, uh, Disney. Next animated motion picture release titled Strange World is going to mark a first for the company founded by Walt Disney in 1923, featuring a gay teen romance. WND.com telling us that the man who took the demand for gay marriage, Obergefell, lost in his bid for election, blown out, losing by 23 percentage points uh, to the uh, Ohio uh, legislature. Uh, Let's see. We have uh, LifeSiteNews.com. Uh, a federal judge last Friday shot down the Biden administration's Department of Health and Human Services transgender policy, delivering a win for health care workers opposed to providing so-called gender-affirming care for transgender patients. Uh, the Federalist reporting that a St. Uh, Louis uh, suburban uh, area voted uh, to reject drag shows at their libraries and schools on, the, on uh, their Ballot by a 40-point margin. This is an Illinois suburb of St. Louis. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, Fox News is uh, telling us the American Academy of Pediatrics and Children's Hospital Association are now calling on the Biden administration to declare an emergency to support a national response to an alarming surge of pediatric respiratory illnesses, including respiratory, uh, the RSV, and, and also influenza. Uh, they say this will allow waivers of Medicare, Medicaid, children's health insurance uh, requirements, etc. But uh, calling upon the Biden administration to declare an emergency over the RSV surge. Uh, let's see. Here we have um, from the Daily Caller, United States Department of Health and Human Services did not inform states on health care providers of any intent to lift the COVID public health emergency by its Friday deadline. So now the the um, emergency is extended to at least April of 2023. Several groups and individuals have criticized the Biden administration for maintaining a state of emergency for the virus so many years after it first broke out. Matter of fact, uh, didn't we hear the president say that the pandemic is over? The student group Young Americans for Liberty wrote on Twitter in response to the news they will never give up their emergency powers willingly. Oldest trick in the government playbook. The CEO of Becker News accused Biden of keeping the state of emergency to ensure that mass mail-in ballots would be used in the 2024 presidential election. From townhall.com, Tuesday night, the Senate voted in a bipartisan fashion, 62 to 36, to end the pandemic emergency. Oh, let's see. Also, lifesitenews.com, NBC. Uh, very interesting. The sign of a potential shift in the mainstream media's coverage of the issue, NBC News has published a report acknowledging a possible link between COVID-19 vaccines and myocarditis. Reports submitted to VARES about possible cases are not yet confirmed, as anyone can submit a report, but CDC researchers have acknowledged high verification rate of reports of myocarditis to VARES after mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccination, leading to the conclusion that underreporting is more likely than overreporting. From the New American, uh, com, last week, the U.S. Supreme Court affirmed that the TSA has the authority to enforce mask mandates on travelers. While the ruling does not entail the automatic return of mask mandates, it leaves the door open for such. A Daily Caller uh, telling us that uh, Customs Border Protection has ended the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for its personnel, according to a memorandum. Uh, oh, folks, this is so troubling. So troubling indeed. If you remember the program I did with Pastor David Brown on the uh, the Christianizing of the occult, and uh, it's very oxymoronic to say that, 
But when we see coming out, and the dissenter had a story on this and and uh, checked it out here, there's a company called Holy Spirit Games, and they've released a new Ouija board-like game called the Holy Spirit Board that claims it will let you communicate directly with Jesus Christ. Folks, this is blasphemous. According to the product description on Amazon, the Holy Spirit Board is the only spirit board designed to directly contact our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Unlike other spirit boards that are often used to contact ghosts and demons, this is a one-way ticket straight to heaven. Try it today and discover a new way to pray. In a promotional video for the game, one user says, Immediately I put my hand on the cross. I could feel Jesus coming inside me and filling me with his wisdom. The board sports a piece, a game piece with a hole, and it's exactly like the pointer used in the original Ouija game that you put your hand on it. It's not a game, though, folks. Invoke whatever spirit you're invoking and watch as the cursor moves around the board, communicating with the dead as a practice forbidden in Scripture, but mimicking this form of necromancy, but instead claiming that you're communicating with Jesus instead is blasphemous. Jesus taught us how to pray, and it isn't by using a demonically inspired device. Folks, they say, get the answers you need. The Holy Spirit board game can answer all of life's most important questions straight from the man himself. Huge 12 by 18 game board with beautiful artwork featuring the crucifixion and the angels of heaven. Beautiful golden magic cross uh, with metallic mirrored finish. Perfect for churches, prayer groups, or just getting together with friends. Unlike other spirit boards, this one will never contact evil ghosts or demons, so you can ask your questions with an assured sense of safety. Folks, this is blasphemous. As it was in the days of Noah. Folks, they are upon us, I believe. We also have here from Faithwire of a California congressman recently proclaimed he doesn't believe in God while addressing a secular activist group's annual convention. This is Representative Jared Huffman of California made his views on the non-existence of God extremely clear during pre-taped remarks before the Freedom From Religion Foundation, saying, I feel like I have sort of become the surrogate representative for countless folks across the U.S. that identify as non-religious. As many of you know, I am the human or the token humanist in Congress. I'm a humanist, and I don't believe in God. Well, friends, there's many more things that are going on and taking place. Meanwhile, there are those dying on account of their faith. A story here today from uh, Faithwire as well. I shouldn't say today. It came out on the 15th. A pastor in Laos reportedly tortured and killed for spreading his Christian faith, shocking the congregants and loved ones. Locals discovered Pastor Sitaud's body last month after he failed to show up for an October 20th meeting with fellow believers, according to the Morningstar News. The preacher, a pastor, a father of eight children, was heading to a meeting 62 miles away from his village on his motorcycle. After he failed to arrive, at least 20 people came together to search for him around a nearby mountain and a local hospital. His body was later found October 23rd in a ditch near a mountainous jungle road. Police reportedly believe he was tortured before his death and was severely disfigured, with speculation brewing that those responsible were officials at the local level where Pastor C. Taud had lived. His Bible found near his body. Well, there are those that are mocking the name of Christ. There are those who are giving their life for Jesus Christ. But just a reminder, friends, to be praying for the persecuted church. Friends, I want to play one more audio clip yet for you here today. I just was astounded when I heard this the other day. This is Chuck Schumer, Senator of New York calling on Republicans Wednesday of this week to join in passing a pathway to citizenship for all undocumented in the United States. And the reason, one of the reasons he gave, he said, is because Americans are not producing. Here's what he said. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Unbelievable, folks. He said we need to have this pathway for citizenship because, because we're not producing like we once were. 
Friends, we have killed over 63 million babies in the United States. Over 63 million have been killed by means of abortion. And his home state of New York is among the worst. And he has the audacity to say that Americans are not reproducing when he is the one that is advocating for the killing of babies in the womb. Yeah, I say again, as it was in the days of Noah. I mean, and we see in the book of Judges, everyone did that which is right in his own eyes. He's so blinded that, that, that his hands are guilty. He's guilty of creating this crisis in our country. He called on Republicans also Wednesday to join in passing a pathway to citizenship for all the undocumented in the U.S., He said, we can get it done. We can get it done here. We can get it done. If 10 Republicans join us, we can get it done by the end of the year. Stop the killing of the pre-born. Stop the killing of the pre-born. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Chris Magnus resigned from his position Saturday, according to a White House press release. Had been appointed December 2021, submitted the resignation this past Saturday. His resignation as commissioner comes after legal migrant crossings along the U.S. border with Mexico have reached the highest levels on record. From townhall.com, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas is holding the president accountable for his lack of responsibility. In a letter to the White House, Abbott declared an invasion at the southern border, arguing the need for more aggressive efforts to tackle illegal immigration. Quoting uh, his letter, your inaction has led to catastrophic consequences. Under your watch, America is suffering the highest volume of illegal immigration in the history of our country. Accusing the Biden administration of blatantly ignoring the crisis, Abbott said that the U.S.-Mexico border is among the deadliest in the world. A story here as well from Western Journal tells us that Governor Abbott continued transporting migrants now from Texas to various northern cities. And most recently, 28 immigrants arrived on a bus Wednesday morning in Philadelphia, a sanctuary city. But the city's officials have not been very happy with Abbott's strategy. On Tuesday, Abbott's office announced in a news release that Philadelphia would be a new destination in addition to New York City, Washington, D.C., and Chicago for Texas's immigrant busing strategy. The move is part of the governor's unprecedented response to President Biden's open border policies, overwhelming border communities in Texas, the release stated. The release stated Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney has long celebrated and fought for sanctuary city status, making the city an ideal addition to Texas' list of drop-off locations. A Wednesday morning, a bus dropped off 28 immigrants in Philadelphia. The mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, called the move by Abbott cruel and racist. By the way, the Washington, D.C. City Council on Tuesday voted to dramatically reform the city's criminal code, reducing penalties for offenses, including illegal gun possession and carjacking, even as D.C. has seen a spike in homicides in recent years. The legislation that requires the approval of Mayor Bowser would eliminate mandatory minimum sentences for most crimes, the Washington Post reported, and lower the maximum sentences for crimes like carjacking and robbery. Other crimes beside murder have surged in D.C., including carjacking that would see reduced maximum sentences if he signs the bill. Carjackings have tripled since 2019. Well, friends, I've got a break here. I've got more stories, but we want to give you opportunity to respond to the stories today. Let's open our lines, 800-733-9829. If you'd like to uh, have a brief comment on uh, these issues or another current event issue, 1-800-733-9829. We'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, the 2022 midterms are now over. What happened? Well, the red wave never happened. Is that because of voter fraud? It seems pretty clear there was voter fraud involved. But what's most disturbing to me, in addition to that, is the number of propositions that passed that are pro-abortion, that are for abortion on demand at extreme late terms. And then 
the laws related to undermining parental authority when it comes to minors having abortions without their parents' knowledge or permission. And then the propositions passing that deal with transgenderism and transitioning of children. Are these really passing? Is this the moral decay that America has come to? If so, fraud set aside. America is receiving the leaders they deserve and God's judgment. I'm Brandon House. It's a news roundup, folks, and uh, so much going on in this world here today. Uh, you know, it's it's very troubling to see this, and uh, man's uh, depravity is great across this land. This world needs Jesus, and we need to be ambassadors of Christ, do we not? To share the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came into this world, he, he died, he was buried, he rose again the third day, shed his blood for our sins on the cross, that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He promised to come back one day. He's going to do that. But friends, let's be ambassadors of the good news. Let's go to the phone lines here today. We've got uh, William calling in from East Troy. Hi, William. You're on the air. Hi, Brother Jim. I'd like to remind uh, not only Chuck Schumer, but Nancy Pelosi, that in Jeremiah it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. God knew us before we were born, and they're doing wicked things. Nancy Pelosi should be reminded that in Exodus 20 it says, Thou shalt not murder and lie. I think she's been lying for a long time. And um, Romans chapter 1 makes it very clear about the issue of homosexuality. And our blessed Lord and Savior said that he brought a male and female together, and he created a male and female in the beginning. So if she wants to quote scripture, she's going to be held accountable for those scriptures too. So God bless and thanks for your program today. Thank you, William. Julie in Pensacola, Florida, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I just want to add to that about Nancy Pelosi. That I watched her give her speech uh, the, uh, last night about her re- not going to uh, run again for Speaker of the House. Really, she was fired. She doesn't have to go for re-election. And, you know, she just had so, showed so much pride in her heart to doing that. And then she says that she's a devout Catholic, yet she supported all this abortion rights. And I just want to ask the American people if they would just pray that her sin would be found out and that she would be put um, on trial for all the things that she's done. Thanks for your thoughts today, Julie. Our number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. David in Santa Fe, New Mexico, you're on the air. Hey, Brother Jim, this is David. I just want to put a word of encouragement to all the listeners that we got to remember that before the foundations of the world, the Lord knew this was going would mm. be going on, yeah. and we would all be in here and walking through it. He is not flat-footed. Jesus is going to get the last word on this. Amen. And not, ju- not just at Armageddon, I mean, like now. So uh, just uh, be of good cheer. I know it's tough when we see this stuff going on, and obviously these bogus elections and yes. whatnot. But, um, yeah, be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world, and we're still victorious. Appreciate that. A wonderful reminder. Thank you, David, for the call. And uh, yeah, the peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's go to Scottsdale, Arizona. Sharon, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, am, I have been, this has been on my heart and mind ever since I received my mail-in ballot. Now, it took my breath away when I unfolded my ballot, and the first thing I saw was a red star. Let's go to South Dakota. You're on the air. Caller? Uh, I was thinking when you gave the notice about the uh, game board mislabeled Holy Spirit, I wondered... Uh, what would happen if Christian people would buy those things up and destroy them? Well, they will produce more. <laughs> they will produce more, and and uh, you know it is it is just blasphemous. I mean, uh, these in Acts uh, in chapter nineteen they called them the curious arts, where people brought those things and and uh, they burned them. I, I would say, you know, uh, we need to do house cleaning as well in in our own homes to look for those things. 
that are not pleasing to God and and get rid of them. But uh, it is. I have blessed. a burn barrel. I'd like to use. <laughs> Thank you for the call here today. Appreciate it. Our number, 800-733-9829. Mike in Idaho, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call up and let you guys know I've been listening to you for a while. And uh, the hate speech about um, just being one man and one woman, and that's the way that, that God wants it, it, it's not accurate. There are um, people that are born with uh, different genetics and different tendencies, you can be born with different um, genitals. You can be born with XXY chromosome, YX. And so God does not just make a man and a woman. And I think y'all need to take that into account when you're judging, because God told us not to judge, and y'all just seem to forget that. Well, and I just want to bring that to your attention, and I don't know what your, what your opinion on, on that is, that people are born not strictly man or woman. Well, and how do you reconcile that with with this talk about God being um, just that there's one form one form of marriage and that's all there is? Well, the, because that's how God established it. And if you go back to the book of Genesis, even where it was established, and where we see in Genesis chapter 1, and uh, starting at verse uh, well, 27, so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, Male and female created he them. Somebody will have either an XX or an XY chromosome. Okay, so that that Y chromosome is going to determine whether one is male or female. And and then we uh, uh, go to, uh, let's see, let's go to Matthew chapter 19. And when you look at Matthew chapter 19 and uh, starting around verse, uh, let's see, verse number four, and uh, because Jesus uh, was questioned by the Pharisees, and Jesus answered them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and they shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So, my friend, it is Jesus uh, who reminded us of what creation was all about here from the beginning. And so that is not us being judgmental. It is not us being hated. That's how God created us. Is that not correct? (laughs) It is correct what I just stated. Yes, it is correct what I just stated here reading from God's Word, the Bible. Thank you for your call here today, and you keep on listening. And uh, friends, these are troublesome times in which we live, are they not? And certainly we need to get back to the Word of God. Because we're living in a day and age in which we are asking, like the serpent, yea, hath God said? And we're asking those questions when we need to get back to the authority of God's word. And instead of asking that question, did God really say that? Just like this caller, I'm the one being judgmental. No, it is God who laid this down. It is God who created male and female. It is God who ordained marriage as between a man and a woman. And instead of yea, hath God said, we need to proclaim Thus saith the Lord. Our time is gone today on Crosstalk. Thanks for joining us. The Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.